Hello, Namaste. I welcome you all to the 93rd session of Guru Bodha. I cordially welcome all the students to this session. And on behalf of us, all of us, I cordially welcome Dr. M.B. Guraja sir to this session. Good evening and Namaste sir. And I also cordially welcome Dr. Raghuram sir to this session. Good evening Raghuram sir. This session is brought to you by easyairwatha.com. I dedicate this and all of my works at the holy feet of Dr. H. Chandrasekhar Udupa. This class is made live for Easy Ayurveda weekly class subscribers. Dr. Guraja sir runs Dhaula Pentakare Ayurveda Center in Shumoga. Consult him, please visit easyairwatha.com slash gururaja. Dr. Raghuram sir is Chief Content Officer at easyairwatha.com. To consult him, please visit easyairwatha.com slash raghuram. So coming to the topics of the day, uh, let's begin with one of the good news. This Delhi NCR in CGHS in a government run Ayurvedic hospital, pensioners paradise are the new Ayurveda centers. Apanchakarma is the bus. Ayush day care private therapy centers for center government employees and pensioners have been started. So this is private therapy centers, but the center government employees and pensioners have access to it. They usually have uh, some sort of a insurance attached or they have their ID cards with, with them. So with those ID cards, they can go, government employees can go to these centers and get the treatment there in private therapy centers. But the money, the fees will be reimbursed by the concerned government authorities in which the employees are working. Eight new Ayurveda yoga centers now serve center government employees, their families, pensioners, and CGHS card holders in Delhi NCR in a new Ayush push by the government of India, Central Government of India. Ayush daycare facilities made a quiet entry into Delhi NCR in 2020 as part of pilot project under CGHS for central government employees. So first they rolled out this program to central government employees and slowly it is uh, extended to their families, pensioners and CGHS card holders. And uh, it started with daycare and if I'm not wrong, even admissions are possible now as well uh, in private uh, therapy centers. In 2023-24 uh, budget uh, related to Ayush, the Ministry of Ayush, which is uh, created by this Bodhi government, they increased the budget allocation to 20%, increased by 20%. Now it is at 3,647 crores, which comes to roughly around uh, half a billion dollars, just a little under half a billion dollars, with an emphasis on promoting evidence-based research in Ayush systems. Ayush Research Council and most uh, most of them are pensioners or 60 years of age usually people who live in the live in their pension need some support and government of uh, India has come up to provide such support the scheme allows them to get free treatment for 14 days which also makes sense because beyond that you know the these uh, therapy centers offer panchkarma therapies I believe it is just outpatient basis not admission basis so it is meant to help the local community who can walk in for panchkarma and other things but it is limited to 40 14 days so only can government can do and it is all in all a good step forward about 20 lakh people in delhi and CR can now turn to these centers if they get a referral this includes 6,21,000 CGHS cardholders, 19 lakh center government employees and their immediate family and 5.5 lakhs of pensioners. So let me uh, bring in Guraja sir here. Very good initiative, a sort of a public-private and government partnership model for the welfare of Ayurveda and more importantly for the welfare of elderly people. Definitely a good initiative. No doubt. And uh, present government is giving all, all sort of uh, necessary required and it is a deficit. These pushes were earlier 
present government and it is our uh, duty those who are remain our research and establish the facts and bring about the evidences and of course definitely these type of activities and uh, those pensioner and those age group and family members usually are those elderly age group will suffer from because of the life expectancy is comparably increased based on that there will be lot of uh, arthritis and uh, degenerative changes and there are uh, problems with there and if they attend the uh, ayusha panchakarma treatment therapy centers which are uh, reimbursement based and uh, that will be taken care of by the the pensioners fund or the government then definitely there will be much more takers and once this much more takers come into play automatically the scope increases and the evidences created will also increase further and gives a lot of uh, you know inputs for research as well as the outcomes and to establish the fact of ayurveda in the lines of science but there are naysayers for even for this there may be some even somebody may put a case in the court saying that it is a waste of taxpayers money and all those things so such type of uh, nuts are also there in this society hope for the best things will be get uh, much utilized by the people who are needy of these services definitely it will be a, a new waste for the development and i appreciate the government move in this and definitely i will foresee a lot of changes will be there in that and as also seen that in in some state level governments such as in andhra pradesh i came to know that uh, the government uh, uh, employees can take up ayurvedic treatments in select private institutes so this the what center started in 2020 is taken up by other state level governments also and rakram said it is a a uh, very good move so that uh, so those centers are to be nabh certified means they should have a minimum standard and you know fire safety measures and waste management so there's a criteria for that so all those things had to be met and in those centers well accredited with all the safety protocols and all uh, government is giving a certification and those are enrolled so this also encourages all the private players to uh, apply for these certificates which again leads to upliftment of quality of ayurveda treatment and standardization so oh, yes sir uh, a very good initiative as guruja sir and you rightly pointed out from uh, the government very good initiative it needs to so start up in uh, delhi i think if it uh, also spreads over to the other states other capital cities mainly focusing on the capital cities initially later spreading uh, so the awareness need to be created among the people people should know and as far as private hospitals are concerned they will be like enlightened and they will be thrilled to see this uh, announcement uh, and as you uh, said many hospitals if they want to establish uh, they are looking towards standardizing their hospitals according to nabh standards and uh, uh, making the hospitals uh, a very good uh, service oriented uh, thing uh, that is also a good sign so private hospitals definitely will look uh, into this to get associated with uh, the government policies and also what uh, whatever has been stated here and uh, that is this is a positive move a strong move and uh, a very good budget also has been allocated for this particular purpose i see it working wonderfully uh, if if it is taken as a model in delhi and later it is, if it is uh, implemented in other cities i think it will be a great game changer not only for uh, ayurveda uh, private uh, sectors like private hospitals and uh, the other uh, this one so many people also will be benefited see who are the target uh, people here uh, the pensioners the retired people we speak about see that that covers one eighth of ashtanga ayurveda so when we are speaking about rasayana we are speaking about uh, what so we are speaking about the geriatrics also a main part of that so the preventive treatment also as a part of that so by the 
time the people get retired so we are seeing around 60 years of uh, people are permitted to go and take the treatment or uh, how the, that is the criteria for 14 days again is a game changer free treatment yes uh, within 14 days many things a thorough case history of the pensioners and also the old aged people the senior citizens shall be taken and uh, their problems shall be identified and according to that the problem sh- uh, shall be addressed the existing problem and the problems health issues which they may get in the future they also can be addressed like rightly mentioned arthritis and also degenerative disorders and many disorders may be stress even uh, retirement and uh, retirement is also the vanaprasthashrama is a deviation in uh, so life of an individual it becomes very difficult because from being busy the people come to uh, be- come to becoming uh, less busy and uh, probably they'll start missing that particular so not all so there is there is also a voluntary retirement system so people are also retiring voluntary taking a voluntary retirement to get indulged in different activities of uh, what they would like they would have liked to do uh, in the previous past uh, reserving and preserving a few years to do whatever their soul and their senses and their heart permits them to do so that is uh, another thing and many people might miss that particular uh, professional careers or from whichever work they are taking their retirement so that vanaprasthashrama so is a deviation so again the body needs to be adapted to those changes the transition phase the mind needs to be adapted essentially uh, they need to get adapted so it's a different type of uh, stress like uh, positive stress negative stress everything will be uh, mixed up suddenly people get up on fine morning and uh, they realize they are not going to uh, the work from tomorrow or from today and that, that is difficult to adjust what needs to do and all those things this is a time where people needs to focus on their health ayurveda is there awareness is there government is doing wonderful job by uh, bringing such uh, uh, programs for uh, the retired people so this is one uh, neglected mass i feel uh, dr hebar like old age people so as we have also been creating awareness no take care of the elders take care of the senior citizens so th- those people either don't bring their problems to the notice of the next generation or uh, they will adjust with whatever they have uh, and some some people will be so much aware that uh, they are looking for some remedies uh, okay now that we have got free time after the retirement so let us totally focus on uh, what health issues we have and this is an opportunity for all such people uh, to visit ayurveda center to know what is ayurveda to explore ayurveda to experience ayurveda treatments and get their health better rejuvenated rebooted and also enjoy their old age so that is an important part of the age where you need to be healthy where you need to play along with your grandkids and be along with your family kids and in how to travel around and do all sorts of things what you have not done and uh, create new hobbies and also keep yourself engaged so that, that is very important for all that you need physical mental spiritual all sorts of health and ayurveda centers uh, which are nabh accredited and also government uh, is also giving uh, so much of support 14 days free treatment that is a tasty recipe again people will be attracted towards that so a lot of things will definitely happen this this thing which has uh, started with a positive note uh, from uh, the government a bold step a very important step very important underlined i m p o r t a n t underlined so very important step a strategic step taken so again uh, salutes and uh, big thanks to the government for taking this initiation for diverting the vision towards that particular mass of people who are often neglected or who often neglect themselves so this can definitely be a game changer and uh, rightly said sir and uh, in in the article that is uh, that is published in the print that that article explains many of the elders who 
experience the Ayurveda treatment for the first time in their lives, though they are like after retirement. I mean, that also tells something that you know, people were not, though Ayurveda is so, uh, you know, so effective and all, some people would not get a chance in their lives to experience Ayurveda through their lives. And here 60 plus people are, some of them are experiencing Ayurveda for, for the first time and they are getting all the, they're getting introduced to Ayurveda and they're feeling the benefits that uh, that print article there explains about few few of the anecdotal incidents where you know some people some elderly people have shared their experience of Ayurveda for the first time and how it is releasing their uh, you know muscle tensions and arthritic pain and all such things. Good sir, please. Same time, there is a one problem was also there earlier. Even though if those elderly people and if the people wish to take the services of these things, the number of institutions which are allotted for them or they could uh, approach was comparatively lesser. When a government gives uh, something as a support, then even the private opera hospitals or even OPDs can be taken into a support of the chain of hospitals where they can avail these services, then automatically the quality of the service what they get in the private sector will be definitely much more clear. So if it is uh, government gives uh, such an opportunity wherein if uh, People can get these type of uh, facilities very near to their place of residence. Then definitely it will going to improve the the scope of the Ayurveda as well as even the improvement will be there even in the field where we can see more and more number of people availing these services. Uh, rightly said, sir. And moving on uh, to the next topic is what does Ayurveda recommend? to counter effects of excess buttermilk intake causing kapha, kapha and pitta rashes. I, I've seen like people reacting in an allergic manner to tired, but in this case, somebody has written about buttermilk. Guru, sir, anything, any inputs on this, please? Usually, these type of things I have not heard or seen in the Indian scenario. And maybe it is in any Western scenario that maybe chances because the cows are entirely different. But still, I have got my own apprehension that what exactly they are telling us a buttermilk, whether it is a diluted curd or it is a really buttermilk, that is a big question mark to me because diluted curd or a curd has a typically a different type of qualities when compared to a buttermilk which is subjected for manthana. So it is entirely different and consuming the excess of buttermilk causing kahapitta rashes and establishing that that these two um, buttermilk consumption is leading to kahapitta rashes is also a big uh, issue that we need to understand whether really this buttermilk is causing the allergy. If it is so, then same uh, approach what we are doing to reduce this Mgavapitta allergy or rashes or articaria management or Shitapitta management, same can be employed even here. Uh, thank you, Andhra sir. Uh, Raghuram sir, please. Yeah, so a uh, few points to add. So this may be a small uh, mass of people. I too haven't come across uh, uh, buttermilk, the buttermilk related uh, Kafapitta rashes or any uh, allergy might be some people might not be uh, good with uh, the buttermilk. Uh, and what exactly is buttermilk, as Gurajas rightly pointed out, many people have different uh, types of buttermilk, what they know, just mix curds uh, in water and take it. That may also be a buttermilk. So, depending on what exactly it is, uh, we can't tell. So, this, if at all, if buttermilk is causing some Kafapitta rashes, it may be a small mass of people. The best thing is Nidana Parivarjana. So if it is constantly uh, bothering you, if buttermilk is constantly bothering you 
and keep giving rashes so then your body is not suitable to uh, buttermilk that buttermilk so here we can say so go to go back to the nidana definition of nidana the definition of nidana tells it is not only a positive factor but the positive factor should have the capacity to uh, create a complete story of the disease like it it needs to initiate and complete a disease process in an individual so here it becomes a customized concept here so nidana is anything the etiological factor according to ayurveda is anything which has a capacity to produce a disease and its symptom so the same buttermilk may not be a nidana for another person this is customized basis so one to one basis we need to handle and if uh, such rashes are uh, there the person needs to avoid that one and the shita pitta uh, line of treatment gurudev sir rightly said that is wonderful approach uh, what we can do and uh, yeah so womana and virechana will also be uh, so if if there are chronic rashes and uh, uh, so they are not going away so if there's stubborn i think uh, we can go with uh, a womana or virechana or upayata shodhana whatever it is there coming with again shita pitta uh, line of treatment and we also need to see if it is really the buttermilk which is causing that problem or is it a trigger so here we need to see both those things is it a positive factor or is it a trigger or is there any secondary disease inside or a secondary problem inside you when only when you take buttermilk or some milk product products that thing is flaring up and coming on the surface so the deeper inspection and also the thorough case history will also reveal buttermilk can be a trigger only for that particular person the best thing is uh, when constantly something is bothering you why take just avoid buttermilk Uh, from your uh, dietary protocol, and uh, so that that doesn't uh, cost anything. Just keeping it away. Uh, th- thank you, Dasa. And uh, there is a question regarding uh, buttermilk. Uh, this one is it. I understand that there are several different types of buttermilk, but not all of them are takra. Is takra specifically half part water plus one part of curd blended and butter taken out? I live in the US, and here I do the teachers teach that takra is four parts of water blended with uh, one part of curd. Guru sir. can you please elaborate uh, a little bit on like how actually to make the traditional buttermilk see very typically takra is the one which is produced after the manthana and what exactly we do is when we boil the milk we'll get the cream we try to collect the cream and store it separately and once a day one fine day if uh, the collected uh, cream is sufficient enough for us then it is subjected for manthana then when it is uh, manthana is done the navanita or butter gets separated and once we remove the butter from this and what are the left out is takra and that is having the ishat uh, ambarguna and kashaya rasa pradana and it is lagu ushna in nature and all these things and it is it cannot be just simply a curd is taken and a four part of water is added and it is churned and made now it is it is just what i said it is liquid curd we can say it it cannot be taken as takra technically thank you there sir and uh, abdul karim sir can you please put for your point please just i want to add a one point here regarding the buttermilk actually Um, buttermilk actually buttermilk has a lot of uh, sodium content actually in buttermilk especially which is good uh, not good for the patient especially who are suffering from the kidney problem and they must and should be avoid the in kidney elements they have using the buttermilk and uh, especially in the night time during buttermilk should not be consumed especially and in the cold in the fever and especially pollen allergy cases the buttermilk can be avoided sir. so maybe in those cases anywhere the patient has been consumed the buttermilk they have a chances to be get the 
rashes on the body sir so that may be, that one may be the my advice for the patients who are going to take the buttermilk in the those time durations thank you yeah one point to add here sir is uh, so when we are speaking about uh, buttermilk uh, traditionally prepared buttermilk gurraja sir has said i i think that is the best takra that one can consume and now we are seeing uh, buttermilk packed in tetra packs and also in plastic covers uh, though uh, some some are coming coming from good companies so they may have gone through the hammer of uh, testing all those things but still uh, the reaction between takra uh, kept for a pretty long time than the expiry date and it interacting with uh, the plastic and also the tetra pack and uh, the other ways in which it is sold so probably that may also come into the way and uh, produce some allergic reactions that also need to be taken care of uh, home home prepared buttermilk is good as long as even that buttermilk is not giving some allergic rea- reaction everything will be safe thank you sir and, and another thing could be that uh, this could be like how you explained the market available buttermilk this could be that uh, uh, the market available buttermilk which has been added with say salt or spices and like uh, cumin coriander etc added probably that that can, could be leading to excessive pitta increase and so on so next moving on to the next topic here we have a very fundamental question on anurasa and the question is what is the difference between anurasa and vipaka can you share a few examples gurudev sir please anurasa is uh, any rasa or the taste perception which is perceived after consuming an a drug at a later place for example when we consume amlaki uh, fresh amlaki the very first taste what we experience is amla rasa but if you go on consuming and uh, chewing it and at the end you will feel madhur rasa and that is anurasa here in this context so something which is expressed in a little bit quantity or expressed in a small way or not so openly it is expressed or which is perceived at the end when the product is consumed or a drug is consumed and such a entity of a taste is character is called as anurasa and vipaka is entirely at a different level it is not at the level of uh, mouth it is at the level of agni pradesha it is stomach so once it is subjected for digestion after the completion of the process of digestion whatever the phase it is there in that what is the rasa actually has happened and that is considered as vipaka for example pippali pippali is having kadrasa but once it is subjected for pachana and ultimately when the paka is completed then its vipaka is madhura similarly patola patola is bitter to is in the beginning the rasa is patikta but once it gets digested and the vipaka becomes madhura even in case of shunti it is katu in the beginning and it is a taste but once it is subjected for vipaka then it becomes madhura so there are such plenty of uh, drugs are there they tend to be fall under the category of uh, vichitra pratyarabdha and such drugs usually have this type of typical variations and otherwise generally any anurasa is which is a fight at the level of tongue but vipaka is entirely at a different place and the effect of anurasa is and rasa is on the whole body but not on the manasika son uh, but whereas vipaka is straight away on the whole body but the sudden effect or effect on the mind will not be there so it is a sharira manasa prabhava will not be initiated in with the help of vipaka it can be happened only because of the rasa and anurasa uh, thank you sir and uh, uh, attached to that Uh, there is another question that can stomach ulcer patients consume green tea and or pippali the ginger or long pepper 
as they are mother vipaka to get relief from sinus allergies or cold or cough symptoms e even with say something like a pinguastaka uh, churna also in which case of acid peptic disorder or amlapitta we are using some uh, thought needs to be put put in there if it is pitta pradana amlapitta with severe vidaha burning sensation and all i seen people taking ginger or pip Uh, people maybe say three cut together maybe maricha is acting differently there uh, uh, observing some burning sensation and they cannot continue the medicine so guru sir can you please throw some light on this definitely even the patients of stomach ulcer they can take shunti and pipali but of course provided in a typical doses chakradatta explains the pipali churna given in even in amlapitta it reduces the amlapitta he says so there is as such there is no problem for using shunti and pipali even in case of gastric ulcers or patients with uh, the gastritis but only thing is quantity should not be much higher because it also has ushnata in other things which is present in that which may also come into play later so quantity is one of the important criteria we need to understand here so in other words you would say that uh, you know in the case of say sinus allergies cold cough etc ginger and pipali can can be given this was the patient having stomach ulcers sir see when there is a sinus allergy or something like that i may even go for some other drugs but here the situation what explained is that they are disposed of i mean they are at their level they got only shunti and pipali and people wants to use it but only problem is that the patient has a gastric ulcer can it be used so with uh, very specific to this context i am saying that yes it can be used if it is entirely other than that then we have got uh, for allergies we have got something different we have got haridra is there we got even dashamula is there many other things are there and even if it is allergic then we have got vidanga is there and shirisha is there there are plenty of other drugs we can use it but with con reference to the context what we are speaking with a question that uh, stomach ulcer patient can use uh, shunti or pipali treat of sinus allergies yes there is no problem for using those things in sinus allergy and cold but only thing is have a control on the dose so dose if it is becomes more then there may be something irritation may cause be just because of the ushna guna thing even though it is madhura vipaka it doesn't mean that all the drug action will be caused by the madhura vipaka only there are certain actions caused by madhura vipaka certain actions are by ushna virya and even by ushna guna and as well as by katu vipaka katu rasa so everything will have its own play but all the actions which are produced due to its vipaka wherein it is madhura vipaka that gives you support care should be taken even while using that because this is a vichit pratyarabdha dravyas all of them having a capability to produce their own actions so it is better it is can be avoided avoid it but you have only at your disposal only shunti and pipali and you want to give it in allergy yes but there is no taboo for that you can use it but have a control on the dose uh, thank you there sir and uh, coming to uh, shunti i would like to add uh, one thing dr prabhar so some there are some studies uh, which suggest that uh, grae capital grae all caps ginger rhizome aqueous extract what we can compare it to sattva also uh, in ayurveda so it is safe uh, in ulcer conditions and also peptic ulcers and gastritis conditions uh, it can be used so those having uh, the cold and other uh, related symptoms as you mentioned and also has ulcers can go uh, to these uh, preparations these form of preparations as gurudev uh, rightly pointed out uh, if pipali uh, and shunti are the alone options so there are plenty of options uh, which are remedy for uh, cold and allergy conditions other than shunti and pipali so if uh, they are suffering from sir at the same time having cold and uh, these conditions we can 
uh, step in for alternate uh, medicines only. So, but again, as Guraji sir rightly pointed out, these are the only two options which are available in the shelf and uh, which needs to be used. So intellectually, they can be used. Shira Paka, if uh, again, Shira can be tolerated or mixing it with Gruta or in the Gruta form, Pipaline, which, which is an ingredient in the Gruta or Rashunti, which is an ingredient in the Gruta, that form also can be uh, consumed, which also will be soothing. Uh, so again, we need to see uh, what type of ulcer and what is uh, the gradient of the ulcer and all those things. So if there are better options, better to avoid uh, uh, Thikshtu Dravyas and also Vishna Kattu Dravyas, like Shunti and Pipali. So if there are other options. If it is uh, my disposal, then I would have gone for the better drug which can handle both cold and allergy as well as the ulcer that will be estimado. This is like a you know typical student mistake of pinning the med medicine first and then trying to adjust with the disease at hand. Is salt and curd considered viruddha ahara? Someone who is a Rajadishit follower mentioned it. I mean, I checked. I mean, we have covered the wrong food combinations mentioned in Acharaka and Ashtangarhadiyam in our article and I did not find curd and salt in particular to be a wrong combination. Pura sir, please. It, it is not a wrong combination. It is uh, it's a household uh, I mean, uh, practices everyone will do. It's not a wrong combination mixing a salt and curd and nowhere it is Ayurveda said that you should not mix a salt and curd. Very allowed for even adding Krishna Lavana as well as even the rock salt and even the pepper, Rikatu Churna, these things are allowed with the curd. And, and also another another point is that either it should be like backed with hardcore data like coming from the Samhitas or it should be backed with like hardcore scientific data that you know it's many clinical research many experimental research everything has been done and it has been well established and that theory is proven beyond doubt only, only then can we believe in uh, in in such statements rather than going with you know someone's personal opinions and there is an, another interesting question would buttermilk made with goat milk be better than cow's milk for those that cannot take cow's buttermilk what's the difference between uh chach and lassi is one better than the other definitely first choice as per ayurveda it is cow's milk and the takra or the buttermilk produced out of cow's milk if person is not uh, habituated to um, cow's milk or maybe not available of cow's milk or cow's um, buttermilk then the next choice would be goat milk if he is habituated or he can have a um, ability to consume it but typically the quality is explained in samitas for the takra which is for the takra of the cow milk. So it is produced out of the cow milk. So our first priority and the choice would be for the cow milk, buttermilk. Otherwise, when it is not available, then we can go for the other thing. For example, even in the case of ascites, Samitas say about using of Ustri Dugda, camel's milk. But camel's milk will not, uh, not available everywhere. Then in that, as a second alternative, we go for cow's milk. Similarly, the charge and the lassi, definitely, these two are entirely different. That's what I said, lassi is nothing but a very thick curd being churned and made into a, such a thick liquid, whereas charge is entirely devoid of butter and its qualities will be entirely different and charge will be lagu and whereas the lassi is guru in nature and if it is more kapha vartaka, lassi, so the better one would be always, it is said that the uh, for the human beings, the takra is considered as amruta. It is said, how like it is a sura for the suras or devatas, takra is for the human beings. It is so good to the humans. So, but takra should be prepared 
in the way it should be prepared it should not be diluted in any sense next there is a question on pressed ginger versus dry ginger gurusa can you please uh, go ahead with the difference between definitely fresh ginger is a must avoid in case of stomach ulcer fresh ginger must avoid in stomach ulcer whereas dry ginger can be used can be used because basic thing fresh ginger is having katu vipaka and dry ginger is having madura vipaka because of that difference you can use it is colitis patients should avoid katu amla vipaka in that case could you please mention few madura vipaka herbs which can be helpful in colitis before we get into the medicine part uh, i request uh, rakram sir to explain a brief in brief regarding colitis and it's a brief pathology and dosha involvement there rakram sir please basically when we look at uh, colitis Uh, it's an inflammatory condition of uh, uh, the colon. Basically, the pitta will be involved in this condition. When we see it's a colon and uh, the pitta involvement, pitta is not natural. Pitta is not a natural inhabitant of uh, colon. So it has come from somewhere. So like uh, vata has pulled. So vata uh, has a capacity to push and pull the things in the body. Other things, pitta, kapha, everything, or pangu, we call it as they cannot move on their own. So upper zone. of the body belongs to kapha middle zone belongs to pitta and the lower zone belongs to vata so vata is doing all the mischief uh, and also along with its uh, good terms so whenever it is disturbed whenever it is aggravated and it is out of balance it can play with pitta kapha everything it can pull push them to different uh, places so here we have a concept called as ashaya pakarsha ashaya pakarsha is uh, the pitta is silently sitting so like a mischief student disturbing a silent student in the class both are sitting side by side a mischief student and a silent student that sitting side by side so the mischief student does some mischief mischief by the time the teacher sees the silent student is responding to that and the teacher thinks that this person is responding that is why this person is the culprit and throws the good student or a silent student out of the classroom so this exactly happens in the body in conditions like colitis or when we have severe burning sensation in uh, the urination or the defecation or during menstruation so what is happening is there is lot of pitta which is being pulled down what type of pitta the pitta which is sitting silently in its place not doing anything such pitta is disturbed shaken and pulled by vata abnormal vata into its zone into its own zone so it can push, push it to any other zone but it pulls it down to its zone so when this pitta comes into the vata territory like colon belongs to the vata te- uh, territory pakvadanam visheshataha so when we tell the pakvashaya or the colon is the chief site of uh, vata so when vata itself being mischievous pulls some uh, pulls a normally uh, situated pitta from the middle part of the body into its zone that pitta doesn't know what to do because it has come into an alien territory or a zone which doesn't belong to it naturally so such pitta starts uh, disturbing and hurting the mucosa and producing some inflammatory changes uh, therein so uh, such such pathology or pathophysiology what takes place in the body is called as ashaya pakarsha and this condition can lead to colitis and along with that colitis is a condition which has been explained colitis like symptoms have been explained in the context of grahani in the context of atisara and many other conditions also symptomatically seeing uh, we can go with the approach of controlling vata very importantly here is to control vata if it is of ashaya pakarsha condition where vata is to mischief so in such conditions i think it will be uh, better dealt with so otherwise uh, if it is not ashaya pakarsha it do- totally goes to the physician what condition the 
physician is diagnosing that to be whether it is asha apkarsha or agrahani or arsha or uh, atisara or uh, rakthatisara whatever it is there so colitis and also the inflammatory bowel disease comes into so many patterns explained in ayurveda diagnosing those conditions that if the treatment is given according to that particular pattern keeping vata in view i think uh, vata and pitta in view so i think uh, so things will be dealt with and very importantly we shouldn't miss out kapha which is a buffer so which provides buffer in these uh, zones and uh, whether there is kapha uh, disturbance also that need to be seen the tridosha interrelationship with their personal relationships in in such conditions need to be seen most times the culprit will be vata and the victim will be pitta so silently sitting pitta will be disturbed and pulled along uh, to the different zones so i see uh, colitis in this particular perspective and also the treatment approach depends on uh, what exactly pathology uh, what exact pathology or what exact diagnosis the physician has made even if there is a wrong diagnosis and if something happens upashaya and kshaya is for our help so the plan b should always be ready if things doesn't if doctor doesn't understand what exactly is happening use some remedies which specify the dosha specify the symptoms in such conditions if this doesn't happen it's okay if it triggers and worsens then the diagnosis is probably wrong immediately switch over to plan b we should have plan b so as to what is happening so i think uh, this is how we can understand colitis and uh, its approach through ayurveda thank you ragram sir ungras please see whenever we call it as a colitis Uh, it is a different, definitely from the other signs what we are taking as a diagnosis. So there is a method of identifying this and making a diagnosis, and we have got lot of other uh, way of identifying it. So in case of uh, inflammatory bowel disease or colitis or ulcerative colitis or Crohn's disease or whatever it is, all along the colon, it may be a, a, a definitely a bigger colon or even a small intestines. This may be having associated with vrnas. all through that there will be vranas and vrana if it is there of course it is due to the as the dr ragram sir has said very clearly it is due to the involvement of pitta but if you observe this in the manner in the treatment protocol of these conditions it may be grahani or it may be even the ulcerative colitis or it may be crohn's disease or anything like that in these conditions whenever there is a disturbance in the digestion and whenever there is a vrana associated and the person is passing his stools of different nature it is not well formed associated with mucus or even sometimes with the blood and there is a lot of uh, pain and trouble and he will be losing his body weight and so many such problems will be there so in that the important one what uh, which supports these conditions is kashaya rasa kashaya rasa dravyas are very very important in this you just observe that whenever there is such things are there kashaya rasa dravyas are given because they are a sangrahini in nature kashaya rasa will help bring the two uh, ends of the ulcers together to heal so it is stambaka in nature it reduces the oozing and it is having sheetha and it is again is given to the pitta so in all these nature it is most suited is the kashaya that's why you observe that takrarishta or takra is one of the important drug of choice in these conditions musta is one of the important drug of choice in these conditions dajja is one of the important drug bilva is another drug so if you observe all these things it definitely typically it is kashaya then followed by tikta rasa dravyas are very good in the management of this colitis condition typically katu and amla vipaka dravyas should be avoided but takra also has little bit of amlata in it but it should be fresh takra could be used for this condition otherwise it may be takra which is more sore in nature then it becomes a counterproductive 
so that needs to be taken care of uh, thank you sir thank you dasak yeah kashakara and pitar sir both balanced down pitar dosha and hansis will hear also and there there is a question which gura sir has already answered many times how should yashmadu be taken in stomach ulcer and allergic condition gura sir please usually yashmadu churna is taken with honey or even it can be taken as a kheerapaka that can also be taken but if a person is having um, cold natured allergy the um, sneezing and all those things and not um, uh, comfortable with the dukda or the milk then he can go for mixing the honey in sorry mixing the estimate uh, churna in honey he can consume it otherwise it was estimadu kheerapaka which is most suitable and it and that is taken it will be warm when it is it will be warm then it will not going to increase the allergy and as well as it also gives a soothing effect on the stomach also. okay for pre- preparing takra sorry it is not clear is it from the cream of the milk or cream of the curd that is used to churn by adding water to get takra there are two methods the one is daily you see if you are in your home if you are consuming 3 liters 5 liters or 6 liters per day then you could get a sufficient quantity of cream in one day itself otherwise a home where you can you are consuming only 1 liter or 2 liters per day so, so whatever the cream you collected you just when you boil it and collect the cream and put it in one vessel keep it in the fridge or something like that to preserve it that can be taken directly and then churned and that also yields you the buttermilk as well as the butter the other thing is that without removing the cream when you boil the milk just use the milk as it is then put make the curdling of that milk then that uh, milk itself is churned that curd is itself is churned that also gives you the buttermilk as well as the butter so both ways can be done but usually the home practices where those who consume one or two liters of uh, milk per day they will keep the milk um, in a cream of uh, up to 5 days or 6 days then they will use it and take it out to the butter to get the butter milk otherwise we can do it everyday purposes in that fashion when you curdle it and you can go for the churning and it will give you sufficient quantity of butter milk but what the butter you get that may be lesser i don't know if this question is from india or from the us uh but if it's in the us and if it's a regular store brought store bought uh, milk which is not homogenized when you boil the milk you don't get any cream on the top and the same when you uh, make curd out of it you wouldn't get any cream on the top it's all going to be even from the top to the bottom so ideally if you want to make buttermilk you will have to get the non homogenized milk that way when you boil it you would get the cream on the top or when you uh, make curd out of it you can remove the cream from the top and even make buttermilk is full cream milk not available in the us yeah even the full cream milk is homogenized so however you boil it you won't get a separate cream on the top it would be milk from the top to the bottom it will be entirely the same so somebody from us has written full cream milk is available in the us but what jay raghuji is telling here is is that though you boil it you do not get the cream separated so that it can be stored for some time uh yeah you cannot really remove any cream out of it if it is like a regular you know the big store bought milks even if it's organic milk you will not get much cream out out, out of it on the top only if you get home non homogenized milk will you get the cream on the top otherwise you will not get even the whole milk if you get uh, if you get the regular milk you will not get cream on the top so sir in that case then taking the milk whatever is available then curdling it and then churn separate the butter and watery part can be considered as takra right See, once if once the cream is out of the milk then there is no question of getting the butter 
it's whatever the things are there it is only just a process involved but it won't give you the thing takra uh, what the technically ayurveda speaks about or the buttermilk so it is uh, always whatever we talk from the perspective of ayurveda it is the human invention in these things will not be there because this pasteurized or homogenized milk all these things in multiple varieties of milk available nowadays it is due to the intervention of the humans otherwise the naturally occurring the milk is cow milk or whatever the milk we available it is taken from the farm or the fields and that will be definitely if you boil it definitely it will yield the separation of cream and uh, if uh, homogenized milk if it is there then definitely it is a concern it may not give you the much sufficient uh, separation of these layers of uh, cream and uh, milk that is a, i think that is a problem is there in that but in india we don't find such issues uh, we usually get it from the regular even uh, 3% um, fat present in that that also gives you sufficient uh, cream when it's boiled yes sir guruji please out of personal experience i've seen i've taken the regular store bought and try to make takra out of it you cannot make takra even if you uh, make the curd and then try to beat it in a mixer you will not get the butter out the butter will not separate so that is why most people here think that if you add water to curd and then you mix it up it's takra uh, because it's really impossible to get any butter out of the uh, homogenized milk so it is important to get the uh, non homogenized from the farms or some uh, bigger stores may carry uh, a specific variety that is totally non homogenized and then you can uh, you know just like how you see in india when you boil the milk you will see cream coming on the top and when you make curd you can find a thick layer of uh, cream on the top which you can roll out with a spoon and take it out which is impossible with the same amount of fat in a homogenized milk yeah so guru sir also uh, concurred with that so if i understood correctly takra that's made directly out of the cream is different than from the takra made out of the curdled cream one is fermented and other other is not wouldn't the action or karma be different it is similar i mean this is there in the case of uh, butter also there is some author probably kayadevanito or bhav prakasha has explained daditta and chirotta or something like that I, i'll i'll try to dig uh, regarding that and he says that out of the two for preparing ghee this daditta is better i'll i'll try to find out the reference gura sir please yes definitely there are many varieties of making ghee and even buttermilk as well as things but what we use as a practice here is the, these both varieties we use it one is curdling them and then churning it that's what i said if you want to do with the 2 liters whatever you take it for a per day per per house and from that only you can make buttermilk but here in that case you need to go for the curdling of those milk and churning then you will get a sufficient quantity buttermilk but you won't get the sufficient quantity butter but here our concern is to get the butter then we will collect the cream continuously for 4 to 5 days 5 days 6 days then we will subject it for churning to get the concentration of getting a butter is more and that we think of that that's the way we need to if we are our interest is to get buttermilk more then every day milk we can prepare it but if our interest is to get more of butter rather than buttermilk then they will be accumulated or collected over a week and that will be then subjected for churning thank you thank you sir and sanasirna when i was a kid the milkman delivered the milk to the door this is in us and the cream was at the top of the bottle nowadays you will have a difficult time finding this and someone else from us has written raw milk is available in many stores now so 
as nature starts healing people get back to natural ways and uh, uh, moving forward uh, is garlic boiled in milk safe to consume during pregnancy probably the question is coming from garlic being ushna and highly pitta increasing can it be uh, can it taken during pregnancy especially the garlic boiled with milk is mentioned for bloating and udavarta like sim symptoms which often pregnant mother suffers with can this be taken or not guruja sir please it depends on type of the pregnancy and whether it's a precious pregnancy or whether it's in the first trimester pregnancy and all those things usually a first trimester pregnancy there is a chance of abortion and all those things then the ushnaguna should not be increased and it should not be given tikshnaguna dravya like this See, probably for that purpose only it is been subjected for boiling in kheera because the kheera has a snigdaguna and has a madurarasa it will suppress the katu and tikshnata of garlic thereby reduces its activity but still it maintains its vataharan nature so probably for that reason once again the two important factor which comes into play is that when you are giving better avoid this during the first trimester of pregnancy second and third trimester pregnancy if it is required then you can go over for it but only thing is once again the quantity a very minimal quantity which is sufficient to produce the desired effect not to harming the growing fetus that can be done if a person is basically a, um, a tikshna person the person is already having an you know, habituated for abortions as a repeated abortion then uh, putragni or jatagni type of uh, categories of yoni uh, vapats are there then it is better to avoid it throughout the pregnancy i thank all the participants and on behalf of all of us uh, my words of gratitude to guruja sir and raghuram sir thank you very much sir namaste